I love you. I love you. Now let's hear it. I love you. Amen. That's what it's about. We could leave right now and we're all better off for it. Sunday gathering. Welcome to the Sunday gathering. Welcome. Welcome. Anyone I know and don't know, we all know each other. We just don't remember how we know each other, but it's good to see everybody again. So welcome. As a young child, I was told by God, you're going to be a doctor. A truth I knew intuitively. A truth I listened to and said, yes. I said yes to that. As I grew older, I realized I was going to be a chiropractor. God said, this is the way you're going to practice. I said yes. I said yes to that. As that evolved, he said, you're going to be a holistic doctor. You're going to heal in a natural way using all natural means. I said yes. I said yes to that. He said, you have a gift of intuition. I'm going to awaken it for you. And upon awakening it, you are going to lay hands on people and speak truth. And through you, I am going to heal them. I said yes. I said yes to that. He said to me, you are going to begin a community based on unconditional love, forgiveness, and acceptance in which all are welcome, in which all my children can come be together in a space of non-judgment, unconditional love and acceptance for each other in which anyone who has a heart open to love, a mind open to expand, and a wanting to experience a true oneness with me are welcome. I said yes. Welcome. Welcome. What does it mean? What does it mean to take on experience and say you're going to live in unity and heal as one? What does that really mean? What is that really all about? Well, in order to know the true meaning of that, you have to be open to a truth, the truth. There are many truths in this world. There are many belief systems that contain pieces of the truth. I'm not here to say any of them are not valid. I'm not here to say any of them are not helpful. I'm not here to say any of them are not a benefit to humanity in any way. What I am here to say is there is a truth that runs through all of them. And if we can focus on the truth within it, we can truly live in unity. This is seen by some in this world, and not fortunately or unfortunately, but by many. This is a truth I no longer wish to live in. This is a truth I wish for all of you to no longer live in. We are one. You look at yourself and the temptation to believe in separateness is great, isn't it? We are all beautiful snowflakes, different in our own way. None of us exactly the same. Even identical twins who look the same on the outside are different on the inside. None of us the same in all ways. We are so tempted by our senses. Sight, touch, taste, smell, sound. To see ourselves as different beings having a unique experience in a unique reality all to our own. Nothing, nothing could be farther from the truth. It's the belief in this 
and the belief systems that lodge us into a space of separateness from another individual that lead to the core cause of so much conflict between us. For what? I challenge you, in a moment of reflection, as I say these words, for what? What are you gaining? For when I speak to the primitive part of your minds that still controls you, I ask that simple question. That part deals with gain. What am I getting out of it? How is it going to help me survive? What is it going to bring me? How am I going to be benefited from it? If you truly ask yourself this question, for what? What are you gaining? I'll tell you what you're gaining. The same things I gained when I found myself in that place. Conflict. Anger. Fear. Disease on any level, mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. Torment, dissatisfaction, judgment, inadequacy. What are you getting from it? You are getting a very, very difficult lesson is what you're getting from it. You're getting a lot of pain. You're holding a lot of darkness. Appropriate. It's appropriate. I'm not standing here telling you that what you're experiencing is wrong. I'm here just making you aware of what you're experiencing. Because you're so busy experiencing it, you're not able to step back and intuitively go, what am I really doing? And what is the point of it? We are one. We are all having the same experience. We are all dealing with the same things. We are all struggling with the same feelings, experiences, circumstances. What's the fooler is, it all seems to be happening individually. You talk to somebody and they say, yeah, I remember when I went through that, but they're not going through it. I remember when that happened to me, but it seems like they don't really understand because they're not really going through it at the exact same time you are. That is the illusion of time and space. That is another sensory function. Do you realize in your life there have been times when you've had that conversation with somebody going through the exact same thing at the exact same time as you? And there's a connection and there's this feeling of, God, that person really understands me. They really know what I'm going through. And there's a healing and there's a release just because you don't feel you're alone in that moment of suffering. So simple, isn't it? I can only see so many people. I can only devote so many moments within a space of balance in my own life to awakening all of you. It is for that reason I have been led to awaken on a larger level. 
It is for that reason I have been led through consequence and circumstance and been asked, will you bring this message to the world? Will you step into that space? Will you bring this message to the world? And what do you think I all said? Yes. It is for that reason that you are all the beginning of the Sunday gathering. You are all the seeds of planting and we're going to see what fruit we're going to bear. You are the beginning of people who awokened to either a phone call, a newsletter, an email, a flyer and said, I, I want to be there. This sounds good. This sounds harmonious. This sounds like something I want to gravitate towards. All I am sharing is the pull of God that I have been gravitating towards my entire life and I'm awakening you to the fact that every circumstance in your life has been teaching you to gravitate to the same pull. And if we can share the experience of that gravitational pull together, we will increase it, we will draw others into it, and we can do it in a way that is unconditionally loving, forgiving, accepting, and peaceful. We all have gifts to benefit from. We all have gifts to share with others. We just don't believe that we do. We don't believe they want them. Or we don't really know how to approach somebody with those gifts without them feeling uncomfortable. Don't let that stop you. Please. Don't let anything stop you from you saying yes to God. I don't care what your fears are. I don't care what your inadequacies are. I don't care what you perceive yourself to be or how unworthy you feel you are to be called by God to do something. Say yes. I don't care how impossible you think it may be. Say yes. I don't think you understand how many things you think are inconsequential. That person on the elevator, standing there with a lost look in their eyes, and everything in you wants to say, are you okay? And you don't. Because you don't feel a oneness with them enough because you don't know them. They're not asking you to you know, save their life. God isn't inspiring you. God didn't even make you take notice of that to save their life or make everything in their life okay. He just was sending you a message to just reach out and say, are you okay? It's going to be good for them. It's going to be amazing for you. Because anything in you that wasn't able to do that upon doing it is released. And no more in your life can you ever believe that you were not good enough to reach out to another in a space of unconditional love and just say, are you okay? You have no idea the impact that you could all have on people's lives. Look at this room of people. All of you, directly or indirectly, I've had an impact on your life, whatever I am anyway. But God using me, I've had some type of impact on your lives, directly or indirectly, because you're here. 
we all have a room full of people waiting to be impacted. And together, we all have a world of people waiting to be impacted. Are you with me? Do you want to make an impact? Do you want to leave this life in a space of peace knowing that you, to the best of your ability, did everything you could do to be all you could be for God? That is the purpose of life. And in it is the most beautiful peace you don't even know. It is a byproduct of the surrender. You don't get to peace because you fought for it. It doesn't work. Trust me. We've all done it. We have a world that's still trying to do it. Wake up. And wake up as many people as you can. This is never going to be over because we win. This is going to be over because we all finally just surrender. This world is in an amazing space of transformation right now. And I say right now, not because it's right now, because it's always been in that space of amazing transition. And you know what? We're all just finally waking up. And because we're waking up, we see it. And unfortunately, because of our primitive systems, we have to experience this emotion. As soon as we wake up to something for the first time, what's the first emotion we generally feel about it? Fear. Oh, my God. I'm losing all my money. Oh, my God. I lost my job. Oh, my God. I'm going to lose my house. Hello. You're losing your freaking souls. Put your hands together and say, thank you, God, for waking me up. Because I can do with all, that, all the other stuff, but I can't do without my soul. So everyone's walking around looking at what they've lost. And I'm walking around going, oh, thank God. Because now they finally have a chance to see how rich they are and how amazing they are. Because when you can't be distracted with all your stuff, you can look at what's really, really the God-given treasures of your life, which is you and your abilities to love unconditionally, forgive unconditionally, help out without expectation of return, do with less to help somebody else who has less than you, to give freely. You know, I was inspired to give some money to somebody in my life, and, and I gave with it a note that was inspired, I was inspired to write. And it said, I, it came through me, and I wrote down, charity is giving money when you've got it. Faith is giving money when you don't. We all are so blessed, not because we live in America, not because we have more than 95% of the world, because that only registers with your, with your sensory systems. And an hour talk with me is not going to break all those patterns. Some, but not all. We are all blessed equally. We are all created equally. 
We all have the right to experience life equally. And we are all one. You're going to hear me say that again and again and again. We are all one. If you do not do for a brother and a sister who's sitting next to you in this room, and they're all around the world, if you do not pray, reach out, do what is within a possible state of balance in your life. I'm not asking anyone to put themselves out of balance to do anything because that brings the greater good down. I'm only asking you to do what you can do while remaining in a space of balance. And there's so much you could do and remain in a space of balance that, quite frankly, would actually bring you to a higher state of balance. If we all did that, this room alone could transform the world. You came today on some level to be listeners, to listen to a message, to listen to something that I was being inspired to tell you. I honor that. However, as part of this community of unconditional love that we are beginning together as brothers and sisters, I ask you to do more than that. I ask you to come as a listener, and I ask you to live as a speaker. I want love in action. I don't want you to look at your life and just say, what can God do for me? I want you to look at your life and say, Father, what do you want me to do? And when he calls upon you to do something, do it. When he calls upon you to reach out to that person in the elevator and say, are you okay? Do it, because that's worth a million bucks. doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. You can give a lot. So don't look at your financial status or your time as a reason not to give. Because if I looked at those things, would you all be here right now? Would we all be having this experience right now? No. I'd be at home with my family, in my house, playing with my boys, my wife. And who would that be good for? How many people? Four. And who is this good for? Well, well over 300, God bless. Perfect example of the whole thing, isn't it? I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not calling on you to do anything that I don't do. You got my word on it. I'm not someone who tells people what to do. I'm someone who lives my truth and then shares how I do that with as many people as I can so that they can do it if they wish. But if you're here today, you're wishing. You're wishing. You're wishing to reach out. You're wishing to do something more with your life. You're wishing to feel a deeper connection with God. And you're wishing to do it in a way that drew you to this place. I'm going to speak about some different things, and I want to emphasize again that this is in no way, shape, or form showing them to be in any way less than anything we're talking about. I just want you to see them and see the appropriate role they can play in your life. Okay? Anything in your belief system that separates you from another person is outdated. You might as well start leaving it right in this room. Your sex, your sexuality, 
your hair color, your eye color, your age, your size, your weight, your location, your nationality, your religion. All those things are beautiful, societal, evolutionary window dressing. So leave them. Take what's unifying about them. Take what helps them love everybody about them. Take what helps them help you be unconditionally forgiving. Anything those belief systems offer that help you move in that direction, God love you, take it, and don't ever let it go. But any part of it that makes you look at someone and say, you're different. Oh, you're not in the same place as me. Forget it. Because as much as you may hear me speak and you may think that I'm a wise guy and I've got some pretty good insight on things, I'm like a millisecond ahead of you on one level. I'm not that far ahead. I'm just enough ahead in some aspects and humble enough to say that I really don't know what I'm talking about to be open to sharing with you. And if that sounds a little confused, welcome to my reality. <laughs> I live in a space, as all of you who have come to see me and any of you who don't, I openly admit, I have absolutely no clue what's going on. I don't. And because I have absolutely no clue what's going on, I have given up the need to trust my sensory system to tell me. I don't believe it anymore. Pretty wild, isn't it? Not to believe what your eyes tell you, not to believe what your touch tells you, not to believe what your, what your sensory system tells you. It's a pretty amazing thing to do. It's awesome. It's awesome. I see God everywhere. Everywhere. Because I'm not looking. I'm being. I'm not looking at what the information comes in and deciding who I'm going to be. I don't know who I am. And because I'm dedicated to not knowing who I am, I don't have to be anybody else. Because who am I going to be? I'm going to start with I don't know and I'm going to go where? To I don't know somewhere else? You know? You can release it. You can just accept that you have no idea. Then you take the load off your sensory system and your intuitive system, which is your God-given gift of really knowing the truth, can guide your life. And so you all walk out of here with a firm foundation of the intuitive system of truth. It is unconditionally loving, forgiving, accepting, and compassionate. Those are the four universal principles of living, in my clearest estimation, God's truth for all of us. That's it. Anything else you want to add to it, anything else that helps you support it, anything else that makes you more fun fundamentally in that space, I don't care. But if you really don't know who you are, fundamentally, and you don't really want to tell yourself who you are, you don't want to try and believe who you are, you just want to start with a space of openness, and you apply those principles to it, and you live your life by those principles, you'll never go wrong. You'll never go wrong. And anyone who doesn't interpret you as coming from that space, you just ask them for forgiveness. Well, forgive me. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't my intention. I would never want you to think that I was coming from that place. Forgive me. And we ask for forgiveness. 
And then the neat part is, in asking for forgiveness, we challenge them to rise to that place and say, I forgive you. So you're not just asking for forgiveness because you want to be forgiven. You're asking for forgiveness because you want to be forgiven and you want them to have a chance to rise to that space to forget, forget, and release and say, I forgive you. And the big P word is made, isn't it? Peace. Not through fighting it out, but through surrender, unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. So when you forgive another, it takes compassion. Because you know what they're going through, and you know what it's like to be in that space of uncenteredness. I mean, for God's sakes, we're all in and out of it all the time. How can we not forgive another person for what we experience on a daily basis? It's insane not to. How can we hold a grudge when we've all been in the same space? How can we hold an emotional experience against somebody when you've done it to somebody? It doesn't make sense. I'm not preaching to you. I'm just helping you awaken to the fact that we've all done it. We all need to be forgiven and we all need forgiveness because we don't all accept that everything we've done is in divine order. Everything we've done is for a reason and a purpose and it's had a reason and a purpose. And we can't accept God's path in our life completely. If we could, then we would never really think we've done anything wrong and we'd never really think there was anything wrong with us and we'd never think there was anything wrong with anybody else. And we're getting to the good part now. And guess where we'd all live? In heaven on earth. And it's coming. It's coming. And you know why I know it's coming? Because 95% of the time, I live there. And you can all look at me and have whatever feelings you want to have about that statement, and I'm totally okay with it. Because I'm there. And I see things and things come through me that I know that I have no way of knowing. And I see the miracles of God working in people's lives even when they think it's a tragedy or a bad thing happening. And I can see God working in their life. And six, eight months later, I can see that same thing transition their life into something beautiful. It's all good, everybody. It's all so good. If you just stop trying to understand it on a sensory level and you just accept it and realize that the creator of our lives, you know, God Almighty is not trying to give us a bad experience. (laughs) We are products of unconditional love. We are held in this form by God's loving intention. Period. And if you don't awaken to that, well, that's great, but it's the truth. Because if you think you're making all your little carbon bonds hold together and you're t- making yourself respirate and you're making your liver do all kinds of 500 crazy functions and, and you're making your legs go back and forth, God bless you. <laughs> when you wake up, you're going to be so upset. <laughs> you think you've been upset with something somebody else has done to you? Wait till you wake up to what you've been doing to yourself. You mean I'm not? No, you're not. I've woken up to that. And that's when you realize that you're not anything. But you're everything. 
But the fun part is realizing you're not anything. And then that just takes your mind and breaks your mind all down and makes you feel like a total lunatic for a while. You know? But then you come out of that and you realize, oh my God, you accept the mind of God. You accept God in your mind. You accept that this is God's body. You accept that this is God's show. That you're not going to make a big difference doing your own show. You can make an amazing difference playing the part that God wants you to play in the show, but like you doing your own thing, there's no such thing as doing your own thing. We're all one. Your thing is my thing, and 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 your thing is her thing, and her, his thing is your thing. So when you're acting in a way that is not good for everybody's thing, just chill out and realize that you're just making it worse by trying so hard. Take a breath. Remember the four basic truths, unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. Do the best you can in a space of awareness to live your life that way, and then you can just go, I'm at peace. And let the rest go. Because you're making yourselves miserable, and quite honestly, just an awareness thing, on some level, you're making all of us miserable. <laughs> and we don't even know you're doing it. Okay? But this world isn't the way it is because God made it that way. This world is the way it is because we've decided we're going to be in control. Let's not kid ourselves. This planet is going to be here long after we are. We're not saving, and I love that. We're going to save the planet. We're going to save the planet. We can't even save ourselves. I mean, aren't our egos just like these lofty, illusionary things? You know, we're going to save the planet. We're going to save these species. We're going to save them. Yeah, well, they've got to be looking at us going, oh, brother, you know, <laughs> now we're in trouble. As soon as humanity's going to save you, then you're really in trouble. You know, so the harp seals are like, oh, God, they're going to save us. <laughs> the ones that hit us with the clubs are going to save us. How does that make sense? I don't get it. Please. The most important thing we can do is ask God to save us from ourselves. And if we ask God to save us from ourselves, then we can be peaceful. And when you're peaceful and you're centered and you come from a space of heaven on earth and that's your highest intention, you know what the funny part is? People actually listen to you. Because you're not just speaking something, you're living it. People don't do something because you tell them to do it all the time. People do it because they look at you and they go, he does it. He's not just telling me. He does it. Live your truth. You know, when you look at all the amazing spiritual teachers we've had in our humanity, they weren't amazing because they sat there and said something. They were amazing because they dedicated their lives to what they knew to be true, and they lived it. And they surrendered whatever they needed to surrender, whatever God asked them to surrender, quite honestly, to do that even if it meant their life. So when I say that I've stepped into a place to bring this message to the world, I have surrendered. I've surrendered time with my family. I've surrendered my worldly possessions. I've surrendered what I thought should happen in my life. You all need to come to that place of surrender. Otherwise, you're never really going to get the message that God's trying to give you. You're going to censor it through this filtering of data and like wants and desires and 
it's like turning in a fuzzy channel. Sometimes you'll get a flicker of what it is, but you're like really frustrated trying to like, what, what happened there? I didn't see that. When you surrender it all, the picture is really, really clear. And then you've got to get good at just looking at it and going, okay. Don't quite know if I like the way the show could turn out, but I surrender to it. It's over. If we all come to this place of surrender, the beautiful part about it is, if we all come to this place of surrender, we all end up in the same space. Isn't that amazing? Think about that. If we all surrender all of this, we all end up in the same place. Because we all come from the same place. And when we let go of everything that we think we want or desire, and we let that all go away for the highest good of being one with God, and we all do that, we all end up in the same place. We don't have to try and get along, everybody. If we just come to peace, we'll automatically get along. People say to me, you get along with everybody. And I always tell them, you want to know my secret? And they say, what? I say, because I love everybody. You love everybody, you get along with everybody. You have an opinion of somebody, man, you put some blocks up. You have regrets towards somebody, you have feelings about somebody, you, know, you have memories about somebody, you're lowering your chances. The chances you get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. But if you just love everybody, to the best of your ability, unconditionally, forgive them, be compassionate to what they're going through, get along with everybody. But how can I not love everybody when I see everybody as the same thing as me? So it works out great. You let everything go, you surrender, you come to one with God, you love yourself for that, you love who God made you to be, you totally embrace that, it's all good. You love everybody else for where they're at. You love them. Loving them is just like loving you, loving you is just like loving them. Then all of a sudden when you love somebody else, you just loved yourself. How good does it get? And then whatever your job is, which, you know, God only knows what, what what to call what I do anymore. I just don't even ask. Just, just do it. You know? I make a living loving people. It doesn't matter what my job is. And don't say, well, yeah, but you're a doctor. That's baloney. You can make a living loving people every day. It doesn't matter how you pay your bills. Paying your bills has nothing to do with it. I, I, I pray to God for the day when when I don't have to charge anything for what I do. I pray for that day. More than all of you know who have been patients for so long, I pray for that day. And when that day happens and God's telling me it's going to and it's going to, you're all going to know you were a part of supporting me to the point where I could just give away what I do for free. And won't that be amazing to know that you played a part in that? It's awesome. But it doesn't matter what you do to pay your bills. Make a living loving people every day. And I'm telling you, then no matter what your job is, your job under the Father is to love people unconditionally, forgive them, accept them, have compassion. That's your employer. You know, I've said in, in those Keithisms that came through me, you know, be unconditionally loving. Your eternal employment depends on it. You're employed by God to be here. He's keeping you here. He brought you here. That's it. You're employed. Do your job. Because look at what you're getting paid. 
You're getting a body. You're getting all these functions taken care of. You're getting a consciousness. You're getting all these amazing gifts, experiences, amazing planet to live on. What's he really asking? Not that much. But it's a lot if you're living life this way. It's like, for me, it's just like, what else can I do for you, Father? What else? So whenever he says for me to do something, what do I always say? Yes. I want to tell you one more exciting thing that's going to be coming. And then I'm actually going to play you a song. Yeah. Now, it's funny because I've never performed in front of a live audience before. Isn't that crazy? And I'm going to sing a song and play my guitar, and I've never done it. So look at, you know, crazy Keith. He's going to do what he does in front of like 300 plus people, right? You know? So uh, that, that should be really fun for all of us. But, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully me too. But uh, I had an experience in my room a long time ago, and that was I had somebody who brought a patient in, and they had a loved one who sat with them. And when they got done with the visit, the woman got up that was on the table, and I hugged her, and she was crying, and such a wonderful embrace. And the, the woman who brought her in, which was her sister, was just weeping. And she said to me, she said, I feel like I had a visit too. And anyone who's come in with a visit, which, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, you want to come in, come in. It's your visit. You want to record it, whatever. And she says, I felt like I had a visit too. And I said, of course you did. I said, you know, God just doesn't touch one person. He touches as many people as want to be touched. And uh, it hit me that in that moment, a visit could be leveraged. And so I was given the inspiration and it went into my creative process, which is this came from the creative process that comes through me. It's all glory goes to God. And, and this creative process came through me of, I'm going to create a television show. And it's going to be a live, captured version of a visit. And I'm going to ask people to volunteer, be no charge, and come in, and that part of the show is going to be called Your Healing is the World's Healing. And I'm going to ask people to come in in a space of unconditional love and have a moment with me where we don't know what's going to happen and give that moment to the world and give what they're going to heal from and give what they're going to release and give what they're going to experience. Give that experience to the world and let everybody benefit from it. And here's the intention behind it. Here's what God has told me this will do. When a large group of people can witness one person going through something, the first thing they're going to realize is that they weren't the only one ever going through it. The second thing is, if they are going through it and they haven't dealt with it, they can, they can experience a healing. Because what I say to one person, I say to humanity, and they, obviously they're included in that. And here's the powerful part. Even somebody who's not affected by that healing that's going on because it doesn't affect them personally or they don't have an issue with it. I'm going to really encourage everyone who watches the show to be in a space of unconditional love for anyone going through that. So that we're just, as a group unit, praying, wishing love and forgiveness and happiness on and everything going on in that situation. And that visit then becomes a world experience where everyone can witness everyone going through things and we can heal exponentially quicker.
Because we're healing as what? One. We're not going to go through the time and experience for all of us to evolve in this separate way, in our separate experiences as individuals. Blech! It's unnecessary. It's just what we're used to. If we can create an environment for this to happen, and I can be used as a facilitator to bring these visits into creation and people can experience them, how amazing is that going to be? The potential is infinite. You could literally have a million people healing from abuse in half an hour. It's that simple. Trust me. Anything in your mind that's complicating it, it's just making it complicated. It's that simple. Ironically, it's never been done. It's never been done. And to me, when we bring God into it and the ultimate source of, of just love, how can it not? It's already been proven tens of thousands of times over the last 15 years, guys. So, why not? So when God asked me to do this, even though it's going to make my life a little bit, whatever my life is left in my life, a little bit crazy, okay, what did I say? Yes. So I'm asking you all to pray for me. Send me your love and your positive intention. Send me your guidance, your well wishes. I love it all. So many of you pray for me, and they're just, none of them are not forgotten. None of them are not felt. They're all so appreciated. Because you are... You know, God is my strength, but you're vehicles of God on this planet to give me the strength. And it's because all of you love me that I'm able to continue to do what I do day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out. You know, because if it weren't for you and God bringing your love to me, you know, it just, it wouldn't happen. Without you, it doesn't work. If it's just me and I'm alone, what's the purpose? It only works with all of you. So that's exciting. We'll be filming that in May and uh, be taking it to all the networks probably in the fall. And God's just going to guide me on what to do with all that and I'll just listen and say yes. So, living in unity, healing is one. These are going to be the Sunday gatherings. We're going to be having them once a month because it's, it's good and it's appropriate and that's all I was told to do them quite honestly. So, that's what they're going to be. And if they're told to me to be more, then they will. I would love to have a Sunday gathering that fills the Wolstein Center. And if you bring me that many people, you know what? God always finds a way to make me have the money and resources, because it's all God anyway, to do it. So you bring the people, I'll bring the message, we all bring the love. How's that for a party? <laughs> Sounds like a good party, doesn't it?